286. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we recount James's last family reunion and his creepy handsy Uncle Decker in. I don't know how to recover from that <laughs> spooky <laughs> intro. Night Brood. Yeah. Because Coop brews in the day. Right? Right? Not me. Not me. Because my or... wife my wife won't let me fill the tub with <laughs> <laughs> with tub wine at in the in the daytime. James, the toilet. You make it in the toilet. See, we discussed this last week. The toilet is where I do my sous vide. Sous vide, yes. So I can't, I can't be. You can't mix the the drink and the food in the same toilet bowl. Well, you don't know, no, but you're sous videing in the toilet tank. Oh, you make the wine in the in toilet the bowl because it's sterile. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> why. I mean, piss is sterile. Yeah, that's why I drink and it. And Rip Torn likes the taste. Mm. So, there you go. <laughs> Rip, Rip, was it Rip Torn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Rip Torn. In, okay. uh, Dodgeball? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Because it's sterile and I enjoy the taste. I'm Jim. And uh, hi, James. Hi. How are you? Good, man. How you good. doing? I'm good, man. Cool. 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 Cool, Bo. Let's just this end is... the episode on this... a high note. <laughs> See ya. Uh, this is the first time that we have recorded back-to-back weeks in almost a month is there really yes because we were skipping weeks here and there and then recording earlies and we're still recording early but i feel like uh tonight is a wednesday night that's out of the ordinary uh but yeah we are recording only like half a week from the last time we recorded well i'll be crazy i'll be gosh darned crazy really crazy really crazy um have you had any really crazy stories from the past like five days i haven't seen you oh geez actually have i Ah, I feel like I did something, but much like always, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, did you go away this past weekend? Did I? Did you? I don't think so. <laughs> I thought you were gone. Oh no, we went to uh, we went to day out with Thomas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Choo choo. Yeah, dude. motherfucker. <laughs> we got to ride in the caboose. Oh yeah, you did. We got to ride up in the <laughs> got to ride up in the cupola. That's not kid appropriate. We had the whole caboose all to ourselves. It was dope, dude. Tra- like I like my kid picked the right thing to get into because trains are fucking cool. They are cool. Yeah, they're scary as shit too. Why? But well, to be next to old steam locomotives are scary. I haven't been to the Henry Ford yet, oh, and I dude. haven't seen the one that's as big as a fucking house. How have you not taken your train-obsessed kids 
to the Henry Ford yet. The one time that we were scheduled to go there, uh, the whole family got sick. Yeah. So fuck them. Go. I mean, me too. So <laughs> otherwise, I would have gone without them. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm still going. So you guys can, uh, you guys can fend for yourselves. You should. No, uh, we would like to go though. No, sounds, it's so good. Sounds very it's so cool. good. Plus, I got to see that chair that Lincoln was shot in. Got to see it. You know. And the because uh, of my morbid curiosity, I want to see if there's blood stains on it. And the still. museum piece that has uh, what is it, Jurassic Park or Armageddon on VHS behind glass. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's actually there's actually a, a technology part of the museum. <clears throat> the museum. Um, where they literally have a VHS of I believe Jurassic Park behind glass. That's how old we are. Speaking of VHS. That is how old we speaking are. Speaking of VHSs, tell me about this Rocky VHS. <laughs> I've mentioned this to you before. Because when you, uh, myself, and uh Greg, mm-hmm. old, old Greg went out for the movie that didn't happen, which was The Thing, Yeah, we ended up going to a bar and kicking ass at trivia, only you guys forgot something about like uh, uh, volleyball or something. Listen, I said, it was. I said Andre Agassi, <laughs> and we didn't put it down. Uh, that night, I had an offer for VHS that I was selling. I found randomly in on a, a Facebook marketplace thing. So if you didn't know, I collect VHS or whatever, right? <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't know. know. I'm, I'm that kind of a loser. Yeah. There's nothing posh about that, James. I collect I collect VHS tapes in my parents' basement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There is nothing posh There's about nothing that. posh about it. Um, but I uh, I randomly found on this uh, Facebook market post somebody that was selling some stuff and I happened to notice something out of the corner of my eye. Um, if you know anything about VHS tapes. One of the really collectible Star Wars tapes is uh, an early. Um, it's called the. It's the Fox Home Video Library releases, which mm-hmm. is basically, uh, basically, it's Fox back in the day before video rental services were big. The studios themselves would they tried their hand at renting videos out themselves, right? So you would literally get it from Fox themselves. Would was they it a mail it to you or something? I, like I how think the... so. Or it was in like very designated places or something. I'm not hundred percent sure there. Um <laughs> it wasn't it was a, I'd really like to see Rocky. Okay, well uh it'll be at your doorstep in six weeks. The uh the Star Wars tape is most is most notable for a reason which I'll get into. But uh there was a whole line of oh, these I'm, I'm so excited. Dude you're 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 falling off your seat i can see it um the star wars tape is the most well known however there was a whole line of them for the very short time that this service was around Mm -hmm. um and you don't ever see them the reason is because because all these tapes were owned by the studios you know back then tapes cost hundreds of dollars right they were not cheap most people couldn't afford a player couldn't afford the tapes it was a rich man's game it was yeah so when they stopped the service, you know, they made sure they got all their shit back mm-hmm. because otherwise the people would owe crazy amounts of money. Sure. And when they stopped the service, from my understanding, they destroyed all the stock. Right? So that is the reason so wasteful. The reason that the Star Wars tape is much more available, it's still worth between 100 150 usually. Mm-hmm. Um the reason that one is so much more available is because that was the very last release they did. Because so, it's the one with the, the penis on the cover art? That's The Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, that was the last tape that they released. Uh-huh. So because the company was folding, they didn't go out of their way to get all of them back. And people just held on to them because the rental service folded, right? So that one's more out there because people held on to them. Anything else, though, is hyper rare to come across because they were either destroyed 
or like nobody kept them. So I found this this copy of Rocky. Is this a hold on? Was this the thing where when you were mentioning what the hell are we talking? Oh, we were talking about um, Thanksgiving three. Yeah. And how they burned all the VHSs in the desert. You know what I'm talking about? Well, what was that reference no. you made? No, you're talking about uh, Atari. Oh, the, Atari. It's the, yeah. It's the Atari uh, ET yeah. game. Yep, yep. Yeah. Sorry. Crossing, and they literally did do that. Streams. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah. So. Or where was I? Um, yeah, anything outside of outside of Star Wars though was really hard to find because they yep. just didn't exist. So I, I I saw out of the corner of my eye in this ad this Rocky tape, and I'm like, I'm gonna go buy this for two whole dollars. <laughs> the whole two, lot. I bought three tapes that day for like five bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was like two dollars, two dollars, and like a dollar or something. So I I get it, I get it home. I didn't know that much about it other than the fact that I knew the Star Wars one was was really rare. So Rocky doesn't really fit into my collection. Like I have the, the the Blu-rays and whatnot, but like in terms of like collecting formats, like it doesn't really fit into what I collect. Sure. So I'm like, I'll pass this on to somebody else. But I had no idea so how. It's a very exclusive collection. I had no idea how to price it because they don't they don't exist. Like these yeah, things yeah. don't ever come up. It's that rare. All right. So I was talking to some some guys in one of the uh, Facebook groups that I'm on, and they're just like, just throw it up. Like it's super rare. The VHS game is is huge right now people are spending thousands and thousands of dollars oh, on graded sealed vhs tapes you guys which is say, ridiculous you guys say stuff like the vhs game well i do that's cool because i'm not cool <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so somebody was just like just put it up for a ridiculous amount of money and say best offer and just see what people offer you it's yeah. a good way to gauge what something is worth based on what people will pay for it yeah so i put it up for a thousand dollars Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it up for a thousand dollars, thinking I'm not going to get that, but I will. I will. I'll be able to see if anybody even comes close to see if it's that desirable. Yeah. Um. So I got an offer last time. Now, so this is going back now when I was with you and couple Greg. Months, yeah. A couple months ago, and I got an offer for five hundred dollars, and I got greedy mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm going to play ball with these guys. I had it for a thousand. They offered five hundred. I'm like, I'm gonna offer them. I'm gonna counter offer them seven fifty. Maybe they'll go to like five fifty or six, and I can weed a little more out of them. I offered them the seven fifty because you're not you're not okay with it. You're not you're not satisfied with a five hundred percent return on your investment. So I offered him seven fifty. He didn't even barter back again. He didn't even send another yeah, counter offer. Now he just declined it flat out. Like, no, I'm so <laughs> stupid. So I got another offer of. Uh, $500 the last, uh, yesterday. And I said, fuck it. I'm taking it. I accepted it. So I just made, well, at the, at the end of it, 560 some odd dollars off of a $2 VHS tape of Rocky. Why 560 something? Cause $20 for shipping. Cause I got to send it priority. Oh this yeah. Shit is not cheap anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then taxes. So they then they paid is, they paid much, that much. I get how much does eBay co- uh, take? So eBay is going to take their fees out. I'm not sure exactly what's going to be. I'm going to probably end up netting around like my guess is probably around four seventy, somewhere around there. It's <laughs> not bad. I th- I was expecting worse. Honestly, I thought their fees can, were a lot more extreme than that. Can be. I don't remember if I promoted it or not though. I don't think I did. If I promoted it. And there's gonna be like oh, five, take, yeah. like five percent coming out of it or whatever sure. it is. But um, but yeah, so that's not, fun. that's fun though. A two dollar tape a bad deal. that just turned into like well, like a five hundred dollar tape. For Damn, me. that's yeah, cool, dude. Pretty awesome. Uh, very nice. Um, awesome. I had a follow up question, but I can't remember what it was. So I'll just oh, yeah? I'll just once again say 
it's pretty cool that you guys say stuff like VHS game. <laughs> and now I'm going to move on to the next thing, which is nothing. Oh. Because I've had nothing else going on. I've had a shit week. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Literally a shit week. Well, hey, let's it's, listen to you talk about yourself some more. It's fine. Uh, it's my birthday. Um, I <laughs> The reason that... Uh, it's not and, your birthday month, Bridget. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this past, the whole past week or whatever, I have... You know, I have two cats we always talk about. Uh, a couple months ago, one was like really sick, you know? Well, now both of them are sick. Uh, that seems to think that it's salmonella poisoning mm. or some sort of bacterial thing, which fucking sucks. Probably from food, bad batch of food or something. But for the last five days, it's been nothing but shit in Puke City. And <laughs> our cats literally collectively have only shit twice in the last like seven days, which is not good. That's really bad for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. And let me let me this tell all, you. Let me all, tell you this. This is all awesome information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you this. Fuck the vet system right now. It is a mess. It is a goddamn mess. I don't think you can really say fuck the vet system necessarily, though. It's like they 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 do what <laughs> like if they can't get you in, it's hire more people. Like none of the vet people have like we're in the middle of a fuck. We're in the middle of a recession. Yeah, and we're in the middle of a labor crisis. So create more jobs, <laughs> <laughs> pay people more, and, and you can fix both of those things. I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> well, we went to we went to two different emergency vets, twenty four hour mm. emergency vets, because they were just in bad shape, and uh, not both times, like you, you, you we couldn't get in. We no, drove all the way no, out. No, that actually surprises me. We, Did you t- try to take them to Blue Pearl? Uh, where I took Pearl, my where I took called, my idiot when I when he called, ate chocolate. We called. They wouldn't. They would not be able to see us because they all. This is the same thing that I found in in a bunch of different places. They have one doctor on staff and they have like four surgeries lined up, mm. so they can't see anyone. Yeah. Even though it's an emergency twenty four hour place, they have one doctor on staff. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like I understand that there's a shortage and this and that and it sucks right and now. Who I, are all I get these it. people getting their pet surgery, dude? If your pet needs know. surgery, I'm pretty sure like the, the if your pet needs surgery, you just it's it's time to say goodbye, dude. Yeah, we'll yell at that shit. <laughs> I think the um the one don't even waste your don't even waste your money on the sodium sodium <laughs> barbitol or whatever the hell it is. Just we, a just a Remington and yeah, a yeah, it's fine. Just dip the shell in like vodka before you shoot. You know it. That's how sterile. cheap shotgun shells are? Um, no, we're mean. No, but like <laughs> I, it's just it, it sucks though. Because what are you supposed to do if you have like a dying oh, pet? Yeah, like, what are you sucks. supposed to do? You yeah. can't bring him anywhere. Well, no, it's, I it's mean, ridiculous. listen, if you showed up at one of these places and you like had your dying cat in your arms and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. She's dying. They ca- they can't turn them away. Well, they did. They turn they turned them. Yes, you went to the place. Yes. With your at cats in hand? At 12 o'clock at night, yes, they were in the car. We went out there because the people have been calling us saying, we can't take people for like six hours because of surgeries and this and that. Come back at 11 o'clock tonight. Yeah. We have a second doctor coming in. If you come in at 11, uh, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you might be able to catch him before he gets to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And they'll leave a note for it. We'll, we'll leave a note for you, whatever, right? This is way out in fucking Washington Township we went to. Yeah, yeah. So we go out there. We go to the fucking the veteran ever at right at eleven o'clock. I walk in. The dude's sitting behind the counter. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, uh, uh, nobody here says that they talked to you and like we didn't have another doctor come in. And I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> Wait, kidding so me? So they didn't have a doctor at all, or they had one. He was doing surgeries. Uh, so so he's like, I'm like, dude, we were told to come in. He's like, no, uh, the one person in the back that was answering phones all night said they were telling everyone to call. I'm well, like, I'm like, fuck you. I know the English language. You told me to fucking come in. What was the name of this place? 
Um, I, f- I forget. It was like a... Uh, We're going to put them on blast. Uh, I was in Washington. It's also probably one of the places that I called. Was it ARC? No, was it wasn't it... ARC. Was it OVS something? Like ORSV or something oh, like that. Oh. It's like the Oakland Animal Hospital. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. But the point is, though, it's like we get in there, though, and we have the cats in the car. He's like, yeah, we can't do anything until like six in the morning. We're like, what the fuck are you talking? At that point, our vet opens at 830, <laughs> which they couldn't get anybody in for a week. Finally got us in today because it's been five days and they know that our cats are fucking dying. <laughs> like, so here's the ridiculous. thing. You guys are new cat owners, so you don't know this yet. No, I've been slaving pussy for years. <laughs> That's that's how that that's why I want to so know not true. First, off. I want to know how can your girlfriend be vegan <laughs> when she lets you slay pussy so much? Oh, I stole that joke from Tank. I can't claim uh. that one as my own. It wasn't the exact wording, but it was something about slaying beaver, which is you know fucking amazing. <laughs> but uh, cats heal themselves, dude. Well, un- unless they don't. Well, they do. Unless they don't. It's just, you know how like they land on their feet all the time, they heal themselves. It's oh, just yeah? like yeah, that's that's like like cat biology one oh one. No, well, yeah. well then, because they're pieces of shit. That is also cat biology one oh one. Cats really suck. Um, oh, but love anyway, them. I love them. anyway though. That's um, about my fucking shit. Yeah, speaking of things that have gone horribly awry and only shitting twice in the past seven days. Can you imagine, though? Can you imagine how uncomfortable you would be if you hadn't shit in seven days? I shit seven I shit seven times in two days. So do they usually. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm surprised they haven't gained like 10 pounds because it's fucking backing up. Are they not all like distended and stuff? Well, they're not eating either. They're not are eating. They? Well, they're yeah. puking. That's oh, yeah. the thing. They're eating and then they're puking because yeah, that's that the sucks. thing that happens when cats are constipated, apparently. <laughs> Who knew this was the fucking cat podcast today? Yeah, let's move on <laughs> to some corrections from last week. So another thing about cat. Stupid! You're so stupid! Oh, this is the thing. Uh, cats don't actually land on the We face. have to move on from cats. I Just stop. So corrections from last week. We were yeah. talking about... Ca- <laughs> we were talking about Carrie. Um, Who took her to the prom? Yeah. Tommy Ross. Tommy Ross. Tommy the Boss Ross. Yeah. Um, oh, God, that should have been his name. Tommy the Boss Ross. <laughs> uh, and there was some other correction that I well, I I pinged on, but I uh, I forgot to fucking write it down. So well, there is. was there was a probably a lot more that I, I remember hearing someone I was doing the editing. I didn't actually listen to the entire episode though. I kind of slacked this week. What? I know. Um, one thing that I did get wrong though is that I did not, in fact, get our episode released on Sunday, which was the actual six year anniversary. <laughs> Like I said, I promised I was going to. Uh, Tuesday. (gasps) You piece of shit. I was dealing with sick cats, James. Another thing about cats. And, but I was and, like literally though I was though because Sunday like uh, Sunday was the day that we took them in and all that it was a mess and so and, and all, we had a chance to get it up and also the podcast up not me and also I, I got up. you forgot to you forgot to mute your your microphone in the intro of the last episode I muted you I forgot me though <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what are you gonna do yep. sometimes they get past you yep. um yeah like I said there was probably more uh, and there was more in the last episode but. Just hey, if it. you didn't notice it, then... Or if you did, that's you, on you. you didn't tell us. Yeah, you didn't tell us. So how are we supposed to better ourselves? Right. Do your job yeah. better as a listener. Yeah. Fuckhead. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you piece of shit. 
looking at you. <laughs> you freaky piece of shit. All right. Um. So that's it for corrections from last week. That's it. What are we doing this week? We just got a one for you, baby. We do. It's a one It's a good one, though. It's we're a very doing, good one. We're doing Nightbreed. Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Who? Clive Barker? Clive Barker. <laughs> you're, saying it, you're saying it the way that you didn't know Doug Bradley speaks. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't know Doug Bradley was British. Oh! I don't know. You're the, you're, you might be the worst horror fan on the face of the earth. I never claimed to even be a horror fan. <laughs> what even is this podcast? Listen. <laughs> Six years I've been waiting for Dumb and Dumber. Listen. The, <laughs> the idea that I have to know every fucking nationality of every horror actor is absurd. And like, what have I seen Doug Bradley in besides, uh, besides Nightbreed and Pinhead? He speaks Pinhead. with an accent Hellraiser. In, in Hellraiser. He has an accent. It That's, might not be as not, pronounced. It's not an accent, though. It's like yes, it is. It's more like a like a like a prop proper gentleman sort of like, and that doesn't That's like, like Patrick we, Stewart. We we have such sights to show you. Like that. It's still British. It doesn't sound British. Yes, it just it sounds like a guy who's really good at like he took some speech and diction it's classes because he's got at a bunch Central of- Michigan University in two thousand three, and it was the only class that he ever consistently showed up to. Wow, true so you're, story. You're, you're <laughs> <some dirty laundry laughs> there. And it's also not entirely true because about halfway through the semester I stopped going to all classes because honestly, fuck college. Honestly. Wow. Okay. Fuck college. Going there. Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is the political. Well, for a, no, 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 no politics. For a person like me, there's there was there was like if I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt right now. No, I I'll be I'll, um, I'm happy about that. And I like for no good freaking reason because I have no real direction in life. If like, you, listen, if I like, I might I might decide in like five years that I'm really passionate about something. And I go, you know what? might be time for like to think about a real career and then i could go get an education if i needed one but like to go and just you were very passionate about your wife so you started a career as a dad right exactly that's how that works (laughs) exactly but i i don't know it's just like like i like a lot of people go and they get degrees and they are now like a hundred thousand dollars in debt and they're not using their degree yeah oh that's a lot of people yeah and i'm really glad that i didn't do that (laughs) i am too actually i really really am so in that way yes fuck college i'll say it i'll say it out loud baby i do love a good collage though oh dude i love a collage (laughs) I love a collage. Um, what the hell are we talking what are, about? What are we doing this weekend? Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Nightbreed. We didn't which, go to college. <laughs> we watched Night Nightbreed, Nightbreed, which features Doug Bradley, who yes. is in fact British. Fact. That's a fact that we now know. I no no no! Don't say we. Don't say we in this. That you now know. We. You son of a bitch. Are a collective on this show. No. We are a hive mind. No. So you didn't know that Doug Bradley was British. If we are a hive mind, then your bee is dead and I'm doing all the work. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> are the mindless drone. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, so yeah. anyway, to go along with uh, to go along with Nightbreed, Michael brought us this lovely... And I already opened it and now Did I'm going to have drink a... drink it? No, I oh. already opened it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hard time Here, reading mine's, the can. Mine's, uh, mine's sealed. Oh. Take her back. A nice sealed can. Um, so this is from, excuse me, 
Excuse me. Brewed and packaged by... Is this Abomination? Uh, this is Abomination Brewing Company yeah. in North Haven, Connecticut. Distributed by 12% Label Art... Uh, 12% Label Art by Sam Heimer. The Wait, label artist is by twelve percent, or it is distributed. No, distributed by twelve percent. Okay, 12%. I was going to say that was a mistake. It's actually fourteen percent <laughs> ABV. No, it's an eight point four percenter. Okay. This is social distancing isolation. Double India Pale Ale, double dry hopped with Mosaic Enigma Nelson, Motueka, Strata, and Citra. They all sound hot. <laughs> Especially that it one does, you couldn't pronounce. It does sound <laughs> it does sound like a group of Gen Zers out at the club. I was gonna say a group of strippers and it's this, kind of the same thing. This is Mosaic. This is Enigma. I'm Nelson. <laughs> Nelson doesn't really fit in. This is our friend Motueka, Strata, and Citra. Um yeah, it does sound like a group of strippers, doesn't it? <laughs> and Nelson's like the fat dude at the door. <laughs> um, I'm Nelson. One day he'll get his shot though. One day. One, one day, day he'll get he's his got, shot up. He's on got stage. the boobs for it. Uh, there's, there's nothing else to this one, and I forgot to look it up. Very cool, uh, very cool art though. I mean, do you, do you get why uh, why I chose this though? Social distancing, isolation. The the creatures. First off, is a creature on the can there's that a, looks like he would fit right into the Nightbreed yeah, universe. Yeah, for sure. And he's um, sitting on a throne of skulls. That's pretty awesome. Uh, also, the whole point of the the Nightbreed is they want isolation. They don't want anyone to be around them to know they exist right. to anything. Right. So that's that's right. that's what that's where I'm going this week. Well, I, I like was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. It's really really <laughs> good. Making me feel like I'm bad at my job here. You're so insecure, Jesus. I am. Like, I am. Like like have some more confidence in yourself. Be you help me with that, daddy? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't call me daddy. Mommy? <laughs> Call me master. Ooh, no. Ooh. Mm, I, oh, are you drinking? I right? actually, I have to finish the oh, rest Oh, you're downing of... it. Okay, I was going to say, what are you doing here, man? No, I have to finish the rest of this, um, what the hell chug, is this one called chug, from a few chug, weeks ago? Camp, Camp Shandy Shore Lemon. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm trying to consolidate my beer in my household right now because I have so much so, of it. Pretty much all like the left. This is like a, a kind of a collective uh, greatest hits of beers from the show in the last yep. couple weeks. Yeah, last week we were our utility was zombie dust, which was a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I felt like shit. The I know day. you felt like shit. <laughs> I went upstairs and I passed out on my couch, and when I awoke, was not entirely sure how I got to the couch. You that drunk? I wasn't really. It wasn't drunk. It was oh, like see, mine wasn't a drunk. It was thing. like mine it was, was like exhaustion a... mixed with mixing beers. Sure. Like the mixture, like it's like after I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, I came up here and like I let the dogs out. And then when they came back in, like, who let the dogs out? (laughs) And then when they came back in, I was like, yeah, I'll just lay down for five minutes. And then I passed out, which is (laughs) it. That's what happens every single night. And then you left the small dog outside. It got picked up by a golden eagle and rest in peace. Luckily, there's no golden eagles around here. (laughs) What if there were? Sweet. uh, No, it wouldn't be sweet because I have a five pound little baby puppy dog um let's try this out okay social distancing this also would have been a you know a great covid beer cheers sir yeah. obviously yeah well too bad covid doesn't exist mm. right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's delicious mm. oh it's good 
That's really fucking good. Oh, that's Abomination lo- does it again. Cool, that's lovely. Um, a, Abomination does not put out bad beers. I'm mm. coming to that conclusion. And B, it's been a while since we've had like a really just good, mm. like hoppy, cloudy IPA. Double dry hopped. Double, yeah, just... Mm. It's it's the Citra, and it's the Enigma, and it's the Nelson, double, and it's the Motueka, and it's double, the... I forget the other ones. <laughs> double dry hop sounds like a porno name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it tastes so good. It's like, it's like a good, rich, creamy porno it sounds like what in I, your mouth. Sounds like what I did in the bleachers at a high school or a junior high dance. What'd you do with bleach? I got double dry hopped. <laughs> By Erica Gentner. <laughs> and your sister. No, fun fact. That was my first kiss ever. Your sister? Top of the bleachers at a school dance. And I'm not going to say the name of the girl, even though I just said it 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so hopefully she never hears I this. promise you she's not listening. No. I pro- um, this is absolutely fucking uh, fantastic. Mm. This, is, this is an achievement in double IPAs. I dare say, I'll go one above you What's and that? say it's an achievement it's, in double IPAs. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go above you. It's an achievable achievement. A non-achievable achievement. Yeah, I think you pushed it's a, a double little too IPA. Far. I was trying to double up the word. You know, I was trying to be slick. Didn't work. Yeah, you fucked it. Nah, I did. Fucked it. All right, well, that's fucking really delicious. Um... <laughs> Uh, that's what we're drinking, and 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 that's what we're talking about. Now we're gonna get into our R R. Did you use the burp as a way to like like pad this because you forgot where we were going? No, it actually was just like because <laughs> I slammed the sandy shore. <laughs> so. I'm 37 years old and I which, suffer from which, heartburn, which also sounds like you're hooking up with a stripper. <laughs> I slammed the sandy shore. <laughs> Oh, my God. Dude, Sandy Shore is a great name for a stripper or a porn star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> now we're going to get into Trailer Trashed. All right. Uh, James, this is, a, uh, this is a special week. Why? This is a special week because the trailer that I have for this week uh, means a lot to us. I think I know what it is. I know because you have to look at the news before I do this. And I, but I, I saw it earlier, and I clicked on the link, and I was like, I want to watch this. But then I remembered because I'm smart, Mike. You know what we got to do? I'm smart. I have brain. I've had head thinkings and brain smarts. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. And I said we should. Mike might use this for trailer trashed this week so i'm not gonna watch it i'm trying to excite you though with things that you don't you don't know about so i'm thinking we should record this part of the show before we do anything else and then just put it in later no because i look at the news earlier in the day no, so you i don't you always do it on the fly here don't lie no i don't. don't lie to the people james i was i was sitting here watching the cabal cut of the fucking of nightbreed while you were doing all of your shit today why were you watching cabal i was just skimming through it to see if it like how different it was don't skim that's how you get scabies i've had scabies before (laughs) and it's not because of skimming i can tell you that (laughs) anyway uh the trailer that we are watching this week uh is near and dear to our hearts because it is a it's, it's a trailer for a remake james 
Uh, a remake, however, though, that is the direct inspiration for this here podcast. Yep. Uh, it is the remake trailer of... Creep Show. That's the one. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good creep show? Uh, no, it's the it's the remake trailer for Goodnight Mommy. Yeah. Which, good, if, you, if you're new to the show... Uh, welcome. <laughs> First of all, welcome. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Go grab a beer. Go grab a beer. And watch Goodnight Mommy. Come back here, unfuck yourself, and then listen to us talk about Goodnight Mommy. Done. Um, so there were two movies early on uh, before we even started this show that caused us to have like three-hour conversations about the deeper meaning of the movies and blah, 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 all that bullshit. Yeah. One was Babadook, and the other was Goodnight Mommy, and the other was Goodnight Mommy. Two movies that are I, I feel like I feel like both of these movies are pretty polarizing. Yeah, like you know, a lot of f- people hate Babadook. They do, they do, and a lot of people hated this movie too. They did. Goodnight yeah. Mommy. We enjoyed both movies. Obviously, enough people liked it for it to get a remake, though. But we watched both these movies, and and they sparked like two or three hour long conversations where we were just getting progressively more intoxicated and coming up with wilder and wilder theories about you know what what was actually going on. Sure. And of course, we were right about everything because that's we always are. Yeah, it's just kind of how things go around here. Um, so the Goodnight Mommy official trailer. Not the Goodnight Mommy. That that's weird. Don't no, say that. I, I don't didn't say that. <laughs> I was, no, the I wasn't night saying <laughs> the good night mommy. I was saying the good night mommy official trailer. Ah, okay. Okay. Uh for the remake starring Naomi Watts. Yes. Has officially dropped. And we're about to watch it. And when Naomi Watts comes on screen, I officially drop my pants. I come on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You're gross, James. Even with all the face wrapping. <laughs> all right, here we go. Good night, mommy. Um Sixteenth, James. I think we know what we're doing soon. Yes. Yeah. Your mom. Good night. <laughs> um, um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I uh, I think it looks really good. I think it looks like it, it literally could be a shot for shot remake at times. Yeah, I was just gonna say it looks really good because it looks like it. It looks like exactly good night, mommy. Like the, yeah. Which I'm I'm I go back and forth on on like the. Good night, mommy was amazing. Sure, I thought it was amazing anyway. Uh, this is all subjective. I understand. I thought Good Night, mommy was amazing. I thought that it didn't need a remake because. Well, you forget Americans can't read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you forget. Not everybody's got the brain thinkings that we do. Um, it if it's a shot for shot remake, it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Um. There are I'm kind of, of been... I'm kind of less I'm I, I I'm less convinced by the child actors are really hit hit or miss right and oftentimes I find myself thinking that uh, 
child actors in foreign speaking films are better. Yeah, because you and, can't understand them. Exactly. <laughs> and that maybe it's just because I don't know the language, right? Yeah. So I don't know that I don't know well, if thought the... that maybe you don't you don't know any other language. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. You for sure don't know the language. So and so but I mean the performance is still like when you see a when you see a child actor speaking in a different language their performance is still there there and and so like if i compare the the performance of the child actors from the original good night mommy to just what i see in that trailer right there which i could be totally off right sure i would i'd go back to the performance from the original good night mommy and say that those were superior child actors i didn't think necessarily they were that bad no personally like i thought they were fine I think they're absolutely fine. Again, and again, maybe it's maybe it's the fact that now they're speaking my language, and I I know the the tone and the inflection of how the voices should sound, mm-hmm. or what I think they should sound like, and it sounds off to me. You know? Okay. okay. I don't know. Um, but that being said, if it's a shot for shot remake, it's going to be a good movie. I but also, say- also, if it's a shot for shot remake, then why? Because the original is amazing. I was say, put yourself in the position though of you not having seen the original. Would you be affected by that? Um, I was honestly a little underwhelmed by that trailer. Okay. I was. Okay. To be totally honest, I feel like you're gonna you're you're gonna talk about the American remake the way that most people talked about the original. Um. Well, not. Re- I mean, not really. If like the if the if if the same. If it's the same plot and it has the same, uh, I don't want to like give away stuff. Uh, if it's twist, the same plot same and it has twist. the same, yeah, the same sort of like little tricks and stuff like that, I'm I'm obviously going to think it's a good movie because I thought that the original was a good movie. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. I don't see them changing that honestly. Um, no, I, why? I feel why like, would you? That's yeah. it's the it's the crux of the entire movie. Yeah. You know. So I don't see them changing that either. I like Naomi Watts though. As do I. Um, the kids. She was in the, the kids, Invisible uh, Man, right? Was she in the Invisible Man? No. The Kevin Bacon one? What are you talking about? That's, that's Hollow Man. <laughs> that's Hollow Man. <laughs> no, the Invisible, like the new Invisible yeah, Man. No, that? that was the chick from uh, Handmaid's Tale. I can't. Uh, think, I can't yeah, think of her name right, right now. Right. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's gonna be good if it's the same story, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it looks it looks like it's shot really beautifully, and the the setting looks spot on. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember the whole uh, the barn being off limits in the original. Neither do I. Neither do I. That was the one thing that when I was watching it, I was I was thinking to myself like this could be different. They're definitely setting it up to be more sinister. Not to give any spoilers away than the original one. Was, I mean, the original but... was pretty fucking sinister. Well, like, yeah, there but... was they did such a good job of. I just I can't I can't get into it. I don't want to give it away. If you like, if you want to, did we actually ever do it for the show? We've mentioned. I was trying to remember that too. Like we've mentioned it a million times. It's funny. It's... I don't know that we've ever actually gone in depth on the show. I don't about think so. It. So it's we the can reason do that the show exists, but we've never actually done it for so the show. So in September, Halloween season, we can do a compare contrast, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, if it's shot for shot, you know. That, well, then then we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it is. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm definitely excited to see how yep. it turns out. Yep, I agree. But uh I already thought that the original movie was 
amazing. So good enough for James. Right. Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was trailer trashed. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, sir. I want to go on record as saying this would be one of the worst ways to go out. What's up? Um, being buried up to your neck during low tide and then oh, high yeah. tide rolling in. That's just a kink, baby. <laughs> I, do, I do that at least twice a week. <laughs> That's how we get freaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we're watching Creep Show, by the way. We if are. You didn't we know. are. Uh, the, um, the, the classic Kane Hodder movie. Class hack. Class hack. He's totally not in an aquarium right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what the ocean looks like, dude. You never uh, run in the ocean? Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, with uh, the with the red light, uh, <laughs> the, the red backlighting and everything. And just Ted Danson heads sticking out everywhere? <laughs> that all the ocean looks like? Yeah. Nice. All right. Um. So this week's news, uh, luckily no deaths. That's fun. Um, this week's news, though, uh, the theme is all about release dates. That's That's where we're at this week. Oh, cool. Sounds fun. Lots of them. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Salem Lots remake. Salem's Lots. Lots. <laughs> lots. I'm reading it right now. Salem. Come start, on down to Salem Lots. <laughs> start that over. Salem's Lots. Uh, the remake that uh, has been the talk of the town and the horror community for a good while now uh, has been moved around a couple of times, and it is now officially once again without a release date which kind of sucks. Son of a bitch. Uh, it's been bumped from its uh, release date again. Uh, it was originally set to be released on September 9th of this year. Then it got bumped to April 21st of next year. And now that date's off the table and they're just not saying shit. I would say that I will say this better to stop by putting dates out there. If you think you can't meet them, I'd rather than make the movie and then have a release date. Uh, why I mean, the movie's complete, right? I don't know that it is. Um, so it's a, it oh this uh I is I don't believe according so. to IMDb which you know who, who knows if you can fucking trust what they say it's in post production expected April twenty first twenty twenty three um well it's possible the <clears throat> um the release here that I'm talking about is is talking about how it's like that WB or Warner Brothers is trying to figure out what to do with the movie uh whether it be streaming theatrical whatever uh and with all this shit going on with the WB merger right now cool. um. I swear to God, if you fucking cancel Salem's Lot, <laughs> I might go. I'm not gonna say that in this podcast. Never mind. Um, I will be very, very angry. Were you about to make a call to violence? Or I something? was. I was. Yes. Um, not going to indict myself like that. No, it's not a great idea. Point is, uh, WB sucks right now. Mm. This whole uh, this whole merger with uh, Discovery. Maybe it's Discovery that sucks, not WB. But the whole thing fucking stinks, and I'm pissed about it. On the bright side, they well, it's lost. Not, it's like, not WB or Discovery that sucks. It's that new fuckhead who's. Well, the, yeah, the, but that's what I'm saying. The new though. CEO, but it was because I of the can't merger, remember though. his name, but but the merger happened. He's in charge. Whatever. Right. So whatever side he came from is what I'm saying. Right. Um. But apparently they just lost like five point five billion dollars in stock in like the last yeah. like week. They were everything going on. They were trying to. They're they're making all these cuts in an attempt to save three billion dollars, and then in the process lost five billion dollars. Yeah. So hopefully so. that continues, and they decide to fast track and you know rewind and or they're just or they'll just uh, totally fall, fold fold <laughs> 
I hope not. That's a big studio. That, that's a big company to fold. So just, I hope not. But. It's 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 really weird to think that like how can like from a com- completely layman's point of view, these all look like completely idiotic moves. Yeah, I don't understand. It's possible what's there's going an, on. It's possible there's an idiot in charge. It's possible, but that's it's, listen. It's I will also say this. it's also possible that there's that we have no idea what all of this means and ultimately it will what's what's happening is they're trying to put more money into pockets of people who are already rich oh, i'm sure and because that's the motivation behind most things these days um not to get into a a <clears throat> sidebar on wrestling but you've heard of all the stuff going on with vince mcmahon lately have you heard about this at all why would i have heard about that because it's big news the guy, the guy who is the CEO of the, the one of the biggest companies running, was forced to step down because of sexual harassment lawsuits and all that. He's no longer the CEO. He no Vince longer McMahon. Run, no longer runs the company. He really, was, he was ousted by his own board because of he he claims he retired. No, he was fucking ousted. Right, guy's worth billions of dollars. He's a multi-billionaire. Is he? Yeah. And the product, though, the point is this: they're. They're, they For the last however long, they've been putting money in their own pockets like absolutely fucking crazy. The product has been absolute dog shit. And for the last year, they've been firing everybody. Like all the big, like they like not all, but like a lot of the bigger on the rise stars, fucking firing them all. Really? Like, yeah, it's, so this is what I'm saying though. Like when you, these big CEOs, the top companies, they don't give a shit. Like they, they do these things because they're, they're delusionally thinking they can do this. They don't understand what the people want right. to make them more money. Right. It's, it's, it's fucking weird. Hmm. Like it's, it's absolutely fucking bizarre. But yeah, moral of the story, Vince McMahon is, uh, doing nothing now with wrestling oh. for the first time in 40 years is there any bizarre. is there any uh does there seem to be any uh weight to the sexual oh, oh yeah they've they've the board on uh discovered like oh like i think it's up to 20 million dollars in hush money payments that he's oh. made <laughs> oh, no. that that and and certain things were done with company money yeah, it's it's fucked. He had yeah, to leave. He had to go. That's no good. It's a publicly traded company. They can't have that fucking guy there yeah. anymore. Oof. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, sorry. Sidebar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking nerd. Right. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, Sam's lot without a release date. Uh, on brighter news here, Evil Dead Rise has a release date, which is exciting for now. Shitty news. <laughs> it's not until April of next year. Ugh. The movie's done. We gotta wait till April of next year. That's only like. Six months away, dude. What is it? What oh, are yeah, we that's, in? Good, that's actually a really good yeah. point. <laughs> September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Well, it's eight months away, but still. It's still a long time away, though. It's, it's longer than I want to wait. Well. For a movie that's done. Like, Bruce Campbell has you, seen the movie. You've waited several, several. He's made the movie, too. Several half decades of years. <laughs> well. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I don't want to wait. I don't know the actual math, but you've waited. A, you've, waited <laughs> you've waited several half decades of years. <laughs> you've waited good. many years. I think you can wait eight more months. Fine, but my point is, is I just was hoping that it was going to be out this year because, like I said, the movie is done technically. So I was hoping that uh, it was going to get out uh, a bit quicker here. But yeah, April of 2023 is when Evil Dead Rise will be coming out. Dope. Uh, a movie we don't have to wait for, James, is the Hellraiser reboot. That is coming to Hulu. 
is going to be released October 7th of this year. Very soon. Really? So I'm super fucking Very excited nice. about yeah, that. Very nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, how this one's going to go. I'm excited to see Jamie Clayton as the hell, hell priest. I'm I'm pumped for it. I just pulled up the uh I just pulled up the IMDb for this this release. Yeah. And the it's weird. The the cover art is uh like an artist rendering. rendering. Yeah. It still looks like Doug Bradley as Pinhead. Well, sure. Which it's is sort it, of it's androgynous. I mean, Doug Bradley No, was it doesn't. No, like I we've seen now screen caps of of Let me see. uh uh what are you looking at this right here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah. That looks like Doug Bradley. That might not be official art, though, James. I don't think they've released official art yet. Not that I've seen. Yeah. So that could be nothing. It's just weird that they would use that as their... Yeah, I thought there was something else that I haven't seen before. I've seen that that rendering before. I don't believe that it's for this necessarily, just because they haven't released it yet. So it's probably placeholder. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, moving on here, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, is also going to be coming out before the end of the year, which I'm very excited about. Uh, Netflix has announced that it's coming out December 23rd of this year, so right at Christmas time. Uh, sounds like a pretty super duper Christmas gift to me because I love the first one. So didn't I'm, see it. You still haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't. You son of a bitch. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm all about seeing Foghorn Leghorn uh, in Daniel Craig's body coming back to life (laughs) for a sequel. Uh, It's the best. Finishing up with our release dates, uh, we all know that Halloween Ends is coming out on October 14th of this year. Uh, Also, though, if you are not ready to go to the theater to see it, though, it will be on Peacock the exact same day. So you can watch it from the, uh, the subtlety of your own home. Oh, if you're into that kind of thing. Which, granted, being that Halloween is all about home invasion, I kind of feel like watching those movies in your home might actually be better than the big screen. I kind of feel blasphemous saying that, but it's kind of true. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, okay. Also, did you say the subtlety of your own home? Yeah. Did I hear you correctly? My home's subtle. Okay. (laughs) Is it not? I don't know. I I mean, a, a, a giant theater setting is not subtle. I don't know. That's just a weird way of saying that. Yeah, well, I'm a weird guy. What do you want? <laughs> You're a weird guy, Ace. Oh, you know what's really weird? What? Blu-rays. Oh. How do they work? Oh. Just like magnets, right? <laughs> just like magnets. <laughs> uh, Dumbass juggalos. Coming to a Mike's guest bedroom near you on Ooh. October 4th is Sam Raimi's horror comedy masterpiece, Army of Dankness, Darkness, mm. with a brand new 4K scan of the original camera negative approved by Raimi himself, director of photographer Bill Pope, and editor Bob Morosky. In fairness. I can dare you to try and keep your wallet in your pocket for this one. You're not going to buy it, are you? No. No, it's coming soon to my back bedroom. That My back bedroom might as well be a whorehouse for that movie because it's seen it about 70 times over. Ew. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Went there. Syphilis. Getting chin jobs back there. Chin that's jobs? What, that's what's going on. Tell me more about chin jobs. What is that? <laughs> well, you got to have a butt chin. <laughs> oh, like a really big one. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. Okay. That's how we roll in the... Uh, the Heckman Rogers household. You're not really. Fuck! I said my last name. Oh, there ah! it is. Go back to last episode. Put the puzzle together, and then find this fucker and kill him. First, <laughs> do it like Nick Cage style from uh, from National Treasure. Put the pieces together, then find a map on the back of like the an Arby's menu or something. <laughs> 
Anyway, what's up? What's, uh, uh, what's on blue? I wasn't listening to you. That's it, dude. Oh, okay. Is that really it? Yes. That's it. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, my last bit of news here, uh, and this is very exciting because I, uh, I do love giant monkeys, James. Yeah. I don't know about you. I do. I'm... I go back and forth. Partial? You partial to them, maybe? Yeah. A little bit sometimes? I guess it depends on what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, King Kong is uh, nah. being turned into a live-action series nah. on Disney Plus with James Wan producing. Nah. I'm into it. Uh, apparently, this has nothing to do with the MonsterVerse, though, that is currently going on. This is completely separate. Okay. Um, which, in that series, it's it's important to note, in that series, he's just known as Kong, oh. not King Kong. Right. So... Because he hasn't officially been adopted into the, the, royal mo- the monarchy, <laughs> not just yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, I don't. I'm kind of excited for this though. I Disney Plus does a really good job with their series. <clears throat> and I love the island. I love the story of King Kong, and this is supposedly going to center around like the like. I don't want to say the origins of King Kong, but things that happened on the island. Oh, when he's just a little baby. But things that happened on the island, though, with all the other fantastical creatures and all that stuff. Like, I feel like it could be almost like a Land of the Lost. Like kind the giant of. centipedes that fucking ate Andy Circus's head. Yes, that was a brutal yes. scene. Like if that if that kind of stuff is canon in this type of series, yeah, yeah I'm into that. Yeah, like dope. they say, kind of be like a Land of the Lost, like Peter Jacksony kind of. Yeah, feel. for sure. Like I don't know, I'm into it. I'll have to take your word for it on the Disney. Uh, series because I haven't watched a single Disney really? Plus series yet. Oh, dude, they're great. I, no, it's like that's where all the I haven't watched Mandalorian. I haven't watched. Uh, uh, isn't uh, isn't uh, Wanda and fucking? Yeah, you've watched any of the Marvel. WandaVision, I haven't watched. Dude, any ever of. since your cousin died, you have slacked. Well, that was his thing. That was oh, his oh, thing. You're gonna, I, you're gonna blame Jimmy Tony? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was watching them along with him just because I felt obligated to because I needed to know if he was making an ass of himself on oh, the show. Oh, oh, okay. But ever since he disappeared, I. I I'm going to tell him you said that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell him. Okay. I've been talking to him with my Ouija board. Oh, you're a Ouija? Yeah. You're ever a... since ever since he died, I kind of missed the guy. I've been reaching out to him. We've been we've been chatting via very small words, not just because it's a Ouija board. It's the only kind of words he knows. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was sort of a monosyllabic kind of guy. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh Well, but, tell yeah. him I said, "Hey." Don't tell him I said hello because it's too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the news. Cool, man. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to pour another brewski, and when yep. we get back, we're going to talk about fucking whatever we're talking about. What is Bre- it again? Breeding after dawn. Breeding after dawn. That's it. Which we are well-versed in together at the same time. Nightbreed coming at you. Exclusively with each other. We'll be back. <laughs> dick jokes <laughs> throughout this you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description We 
weird guy that was in that video where he was like in a wedding band and he was the drummer that was like going crazy and doing like stick flips and all that. And oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that guy. Whatever happened to that guy? He was on an episode of The Office. Was he really? Yeah. That that's how that's how far that fame got him, huh? <laughs> that one viral video got him on The Office. Now you make me want to look him <laughs> up. To... <laughs> what was he in? And I did. I f- I looked him up because I'm that fast on the internet. Aha. He's known as he's known as the Mad Drummer. Okay. And you can find him at themaddrummer.com. <laughs> oh. Um and I think he's sounds, still Sounds I, like a uh 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 uh, uh, uh What are they what are they called? Baby boomers. There we go. Sounds like a baby boomer that really knows how to market himself. The mad drummer. I think he is. Judging by the soul patch and the <laughs> Is that a fucking is that puka shell? No. <laughs> no, it's just a silver chain necklace. Um it's just a silver chain. I would say he's probably a boomer. Oh, he's gotta be. Um He's still be. he's still doing his thing though, dude. Is he? Yeah. Is he with that same shitty uh, wedding band or? Uh, no, I no. He's all over the place. Uh, he he's 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 legitimately a good drummer. Like he actually is. Sure. But his shtick is that he does all the you know the wacky flips and stuff like Wait, that. Wait, that doesn't make you a good drummer? <clears throat> I'm confused. No, it does. It's just shut shut up. <laughs> Can we get into the movie now? No. Okay. Let's talk more about the mad drummer, That's Steve fine. Moore. What kind of bongos does he use? I would probably... Probably the, the Desi, Desi Arnaz <laughs> signature model. <laughs> Babaloo! <laughs> oh, I hope so. Uh, Nightbreed, uh, from 1990, or more specific to the movie we watched this uh, week, in 2014... Uh, so Nightbreed, if you if you're not familiar with the lineage of Nightbreed, um, this is the Clive Barker flick that uh, was notoriously cut by the studio when it first came out in 1990. There's been a slew of like fan and quasi official releases of it since. However, in 2014, Scream Factory did a box set and allowed him to go. They found the actual like the negatives and all that stuff, the good quality footage. And he went back and finally made the director's cut of Nightbreed that he had always wanted to put out. So that is the movie that we watched this week. Um, spoilers for episodes way, way down the line. Maybe not way down the line, but you know, a couple months from now probably. Uh, we do plan on doing the Nightbreed theatrical cut comparison with the Cabal cut, which if you don't know what those are, We'll talk about it tonight, but we're, we're going to do those two because those are more, they're more like, uh, like conversation pieces because they're both fucked up in their own ways. You know, the yeah. director's cut that we watched is more of the streamlined actual version of the movie that Clive Barker wants you to see. Yeah. So. Well, that, yeah. that tells me, <laughs> that tells me that maybe we shouldn't do the theatrical because the theatrical version was. Uh, with the studio just the studio tore apart. Yeah, the studio did not understand his movie, so they cut a shit ton. They tore it apart to better fit their vision, which yes. people who run studios, studio are execs, studioped. are idiots, <laughs> and they don't have vision. Nope. That's why they're not the artists. They're the executives. Um, so they took the, the artists. artists don't know how to make money. They're just not good at marketing. Oh, no, no artists are. They just want to do their art and then leave it in a 
dark, dank basement somewhere, and then, you know, 200 years from now, it gets discovered, and someone's making money off them. And then die in that dark, dank, dark, dank basement re- like a respectable artist, right? I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you... Listen, if you didn't die in a gutter from syphilis... Or severe alcoholism, like who even are you? Or who the hell? Oh, speaking of, are there more beers? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I plan, I plan on dying in your basement tonight. How did like how did Poe die? Poe died in it, literally in a gutter. He did. Um, yeah. and did he have a gunshot wound? No. I can't remember. Well, no, Poe's death is weird. Poe's death is it's is weird. Really weird. Did I'm not, not getting into didn't it. Didn't he but... have some kind of injury though? He did. It was like he was beaten the it was like beaten though was or he something. beaten something like, something? I, okay. don't quote me on that uh, yeah we'll, we'll look it up it'll be an, yeah. it'll be a correction but listen if you're if you're not if you're not dying in a gutter then you're not a real artist i'm sorry sure, that's just the true. way it is yeah i say this as a person who considers myself sort of an artist right i hope you die in a gutter i hope I say, I say yeah <laughs> <laughs> i say that with all sincerity <laughs> yeah it's the dream man i but, mean uh, <laughs> if you don't find a gutter to die in i'll build you a gutter I, l- I have one and then right I'll, o- I'll, I'll I'll actually kill you in it. I have one right outside my house. We could go do this thing right now. I'll even add rats and like other like like fun things that can eat your corpse. To be oh fine. man, people are gonna remember me forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the theatrical cut is uh, what the execs took and just butchered it. Right. Yeah. The cabal cut, in my opinion, is excessive seems like way too much. It is. It is. You're going from you're going from okay, let's just let's just map this out now. So so to so so to avoid actually having to watch those two things, I would say is it really necessary yes, for no. us to do a show where we watch both that of it those? Is. I think that it is cuz I think they're both exercises in what films can and cannot be. I think it's I I think it's interesting and I also you, think that you we You know should... what's an exercise in what a film can and cannot be? Is this cut that we watched for today because it is the perfect balance between the two. I it's exactly find, what Clive Barker wanted it to be. I still find both of the other cuts interesting, and I hope that we do it in the future. If you don't want to, then so be it. I'll but do it. I'll I do it. It's and, just. But if we do it, though, we got to have Chris Jordan on because he is an expert in all things Nightbreed. So now so, that so now that that might be a motivating yeah, factor no, no, for me I, because I else, because then I can just sit sit back and drink. <laughs> And listen to him just there you go. wax Bab- poetic about yeah. Nightbreed for he, for three he, hours. He's a big fan of these movies too. Uh, we always talk about my buddy Chris Jordan. He writes for the uh, Movie Sleuth, uh, not podcast, but the Movie Sleuth uh, website. Online. Yeah, they're not a lowly podcast. They're, they're not a lowly podcast. Website. Yeah, sorry. We are the Nightbreed. They are the <laughs> the Daybreeders. Um, but that being said, Nightbreed from nineteen ninety slash twenty fourteen. I'm just going to come out and say this. I know that you don't like me doing this a lot, but I kind of feel like we're in agreement on this. This movie's fucking amazing. Fuck that, dude. This movie sucks. All right. Let's get into <laughs> it. Um, no, there's no way you didn't like this movie. No, I, well, no, I love yeah. this movie. Yeah. So here's the thing. Had you ever seen it before? Yes. You had? Yeah. So here's the thing. I had not seen this movie before. I had I've somehow, some way avoided seeing this movie, and not by choice. I've just never been like in the same room with it at the same time. Even when I've tried to, things stopped me from, to from a, seeing to it. To avoid a correction, that is not entirely true. How is that not true? And ha- and I actually have an expansion upon this, but I want to hear what you're going to say. Halloween. Halloween night. 
maybe it's a different movie five years ago <laughs> we sat down and watched nightbreed and you fell asleep early okay, on okay, in okay, the movie okay and i fell asleep about three quarters of the way through the movie okay so I I had a weird memory of this movie. Like I feel like I had tried to watch it before, yep. and it wasn't grabbing me, and it wasn't whatever. It's because it's because we had been drinking. We probably were drinking. <laughs> we were sitting on my porch, handing out candy, carving pumpkins, drinking spiked cider, and then we came in and we started drinking beer. How and do you remember so much of this? I, because. I because I remember a lot of the things that we do. Okay. Um. Yeah. And so we sat down. We started watching it. It was this cut. Uh. The uh. The the director's was it cut. Was the director's cut? Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, I don't, six years. Maybe. Ago, I mean, it watched? was it was the it was on Netflix at the time. That's it. Probably wasn't the director's cut then. This came out in 2014. It's only 20. Well, it's 2022. Five years ago would have been 2017. Yeah. I don't think this was on that though. Yeah, you're 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 probably. I think we right. probably tried to watch the theatrical cut. Probably. Is my guess. My my point is this though. Um, I have this weird memory of trying to watch the movie before, and I didn't remember where it was. Well, that's this the memory, was it, bud. Then so be it. <laughs> that being said, though, I love this movie. Mm. I I so I famously have said how Lore of Illusions is my favorite Clive. Excuse me, Clive Barker adaptation. Not necessarily that he directed it, but my favorite adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Nightbreed might actually take it over. This director's cut might take it over. Mm. I love Hellraiser. I love Lord of Illusions, and I now clearly love Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. All the the only three movies directed by Clive himself. Um, I I just feel like Nightbreed's just got there's a soul to it that the other ones don't have. You know, Nightbreed. Yeah, like there's just something that they. they <clears throat> Every Clive Barker movie looks like a Clive Barker movie. It feels like like it, it, these movies they they ooze with his style. You know, like you can look at it, you automatically know Clive Barker directed this movie. Right. They just look, they look similar. They have his his stamp of whatever his mushroom stamp. <laughs> it's all over it. Um, but this one, I feel like the the director's cut of what he finally put out there for what he envisioned this movie from the get go is it really just does it for me it's mm-hmm. so good yeah it's so fucking good yeah i uh i i i don't think i'm like creaming myself as much as you are over it it's fair to be completely but the, honest but the monsters james oh i love it but I, the monsters i love it i love the i love the monster i love the all of the creature design all of the practical effects um the cheesy ass lines were amazing, especially when Peliquin says, "Y'all come back now." You hear, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck were you doing? Amazing. Uh, come back now. <laughs> but uh, I would still. I had never seen Lord of Illusions before we did it for the show. Okay. I think I'd still put that above this you one. Still like it, honestly. That was yeah. always my favorite. I I really really like that movie and and I think that I would put that above this one. I love the creature design in this movie. Um just just having just the idea of like this underground city of monsters is such a cool idea. Yeah. 
it's but probably the reason that I love Digging Up the Marrow by Adam Green so much. Digging Up and the Marrow the, the is, is the, the main, a love letter to this movie, it really, obviously. It, it has to be. Yeah. Like, the fact that I haven't read much about it, honestly. I'm sure that it is. I haven't read much about it. But the, the even down to the fact that, that Ray Wise's character is named Decker. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right. This like like digging up the marrow is like the ghost uh the ghost hunters version of Nightbreed. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, think of like it's kind of what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a, a much surface level version of we think this thing exists and I'm gonna you know, home video trying to find it and, and interview this guy who thinks he found it, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what that was. Yeah. It's the it's got to be the exact same thing. I've never heard Green really say that that's what it was, but it has to be. Has he not? I thought I don't he think said so. it on the. I mean, like, come I don't it, think so. It's got to be though. Like, I've listened what to the I listened to the commentary of digging up the marrow. I've listened to the makings of. I don't feel like he ever mentions Nightbreed in any of it. If he doesn't, shame on him, kind I, of right? I'm because kind like, of there with you, yeah. <laughs> because he like even some of the character design seems like it's. Like his big thing is that there was somebody that had sent him the, the the movie is true to form where somebody had sent him fan mail saying they had found this underground world and this and that and blah blah. blah. Like, uh, that's pretty dope, actually. It, it, no, it is, it is. But come on, how is this not derived from Nightbreed? Right. It's the same fucking movie. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> come on. Um. So yeah, that being said. And and that's that's not to say that's not to say that I didn't really like this movie. I I did I did a lot. Um, Wait, what's not to say? You said you loved it from the. No, I go. said like the fact that I think I probably prefer Lord of Illusions oh, over this well, movie. The way but, I look at it, Lord, all of Barker's actual directorial works are upper echelons, top three. Yeah, like far far above any of his other adapted works. Like his his three movies are, they could be interchangeably the best. They really could be, depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd throw Candyman in there. Oh, if you're sure. if you're talking yeah. about his adapted works. Sure. Candyman says being it. on the same like too. yeah. But Candyman though feels definitely like somebody else's version of Clive Barker though. I'm talking about like like I feel like Barker's reading his work lately and watching the movies like the 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 gross just kind of disheveled feeling of his movies mm. is very. Um, it's very much like his writing. And I feel like that's that's Barker to me. Like whenever, yeah. whenever somebody else adapts his work, don't get me wrong, it's great. But it's not Barker. Like it's not the way that he would tell yeah, the story. His, his you know? direct, like his his uh his films his direct flavor. his direct <laughs> his films directed by him that are uh, obviously directly adapt adapted from his works have that more visceral feeling yeah. to them that just, a lot of the gross, other adaptations you know, don't like have. They're gross and dusty and like <laughs> stony and, and like, gooey know, at times. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just I love it though. I I, just, I love his entire aesthetic. Yeah. Same. Uh, but this movie in particular. So take us through the uh, like the the, the synopsis. All of right, this a film. troubled young man is drawn to a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of friendly monsters—that's key here—friendly monsters well, are hiding from humanity. Meanwhile, a sadistic serial killer is looking for Patsy. The reason I would say friendly is well. Here's the thing: taking liberties. The reason that I I mentioned that it's friendly specifically is that the 
theatrical cut of the movie cuts that portion of it right out from my understanding. Now I've not seen it, but um like the part with Pelequin. Yeah, so here's the deal. So here's the deal. I don't want to get too much in the differences sure, between yeah, it because yeah, I want to yeah. focus on what we saw. Right. But the director's cut has is only 20 minutes longer than the, the theatrical cut. Okay. However, there's 40 minutes of new footage in it. So half of this director's cut is different than the actual theatrical cut. Does that make sense? So it's 20 minutes longer, but 40 minutes of it are different. <laughs> my, my eyes just went crossed. <laughs> it's, you, tw- it's 20 minutes longer? Yes. But there's 40 minutes... Of different footage. So they took... Half the movie is replaced with different stuff. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So, sure. So that's the thing. So it's really different. The original theatrical okay. cut, from my understanding, the studio tried to frame it as a slasher movie, which I actually think is pretty interesting. I mean, De- like Decker yeah. is... I mean, the mask is fucking... It's amazing. His, uh, uh, the amazing. Decker character is amazing. Like, how does he and, see out of it even, and, though? <laughs> right? Well, no, there's four holes in the buttons, so you can see out of those four <laughs> holes. Like, you're, you're fucking... You're, you're playing a spider. With, yeah, you're a spider. okay, all right. Um, so I'm actually interested to watch the theatrical version because I can see how this movie could play out as a slasher. Oh, but absolutely. But it's strengths, though. That's not what the movie was about. The movie was not a slasher. Decker was a side character. Yeah. The movie was about monsters being treated, or different people being treated like monsters, even though they're the good guys. That's the point of the movie. Which is actually amazing. It, it's amazing when you think of, because Decker, the character, as a, sl- as a slasher, yeah. is amazing. such a cool yeah. and compelling character. It's this and, and especially like, especially David Cronenberg, who plays Decker, his... I- his, he plays him all right. I don't know if he plays him well. David Cronenberg. I love the way is, he plays this character. It, it, like, there's something so unsettling about when he's when he has the mask on or when he has the mask off. Yeah, his temperament doesn't change at all. Oh, that part of it I love. Yeah, and I really like that. Like, it's it's really it's really weird and unsettling when he has the mask on and he's 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 still just talking like this soft spoken psychotherapist like it's, there's something really weird about that yeah it's that when you I love. see him outside of the mask though i feel like david cronenberg lacks a little bit because you can he looks like he's acting well <laughs> like, he's not he's not an actor i know but he acts in enough so he looks like harold ramus's brother he really fucking <laughs> does you're right he acts enough though to where it's like you should be better at this by now you direct actors for a living <laughs> that's that's not the that's not it's it's like it's kind it kind of goes in line with the, the those who can't do teach kind of thing though you know what i mean it's kind of true you know what i mean like 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 is john carpenter an amazing actor no he's an amazing video game player is stephen king an amazing actor he was in this movie earlier and is he an amazing actor yes no (laughs) (laughs) is he is he amazing i'm gonna scare the shit out of you well he's also not an amazing director (laughs) (laughs) as evidenced by fucking (laughs) <laughs> what the hell maximum is it called maximum overdrive, overdrive. <laughs> that's that's what that's what maximum amount, amount of cocaine will do to you but uh it's it 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 makes sense though like but i, I actually love the fact that david cronenberg was such a big part of this movie and like even if he doesn't even if he's not the most amazing actor in this role it kind of 
it kind of works. It kind of works for yeah. him. I, I'll, I'll give you that. Because yeah. there's some like there's there's something really weird and creepy about somebody who has studied the human psyche and knows all of these things about the way the human mind works, and he himself is a complete psychopath. Yeah, I um I think what bothers me is that this is how he talks in every single one of his lines, and there's absolutely no distinction between any type of feeling in any of his lines. But even but it's <laughs> that's how he talks but, in everything. But it's when he's out of the mask and in the mask. It's true. So there's so I like, guess like a, I guess it kind of like comes back around. So it's it almost circle, so it's almost it? like it's almost like he's he's so psychotic that nothing ever changes in his like it, he's almost like Patrick Bateman. Like Patrick Bateman is always like this. He's always on, you know. He's he's always got the like the fucking the Playboy, the 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 yeah yeah yeah. You know, like the he's the, always turning it on. Yeah, like he's always got that that uh that yuppie face on right even when he's murdering people so like decker always has this deadpan super dry attitude and it's not like so like the fact that the fact that his attitude never changes between like his attitude and his disposition never changes between when he's decker the doctor and decker the slasher it never changes the only thing that changes is that he puts on the mask that's true you know what i mean it's true yeah and that's what makes it kind of creepy like he's the same psychopath in both instances the only difference is when he goes to kill somebody he puts this weird mask on you know what I mean? He also mentions at one point in time that he's that he's taken out a ton of these types of people before. So he strikes me as like he's searching as a doctor. He's searching for people that know about these cells that exist outside of this outside of Midian. There's been others like them that have lived all over like the country or the world. They don't really specify it, but they do they do talk about how he, this like, like he kills these people like almost as like his passion. But does so he, like so? There's nothing that first that family that he kills in the beginning of the movie. There's nothing to suggest that they're, um, the, well, we don't know that though. There's nothing to suggest that they're night breed. He actually doesn't he specifically say that he's targeted breeders? Like he's he's tar like to me it it struck me more as though like he's he's ridding the world of he's ridding the world of people who are continuing to populate the earth like he just he strikes me as the the type of like sociopath psychopath who just wants he just wants society to end as a whole right and so like he's he's targeting people because he's specifically targeting families he's taking Mm -hmm. out whole families and he he even calls them breeders earlier on in the movie like he's he's taking out people who are populating the earth like he thinks that's a good point he thinks that we as human beings are monsters and like and and we by just doing what we're biologically pre predestined to do which is like just populate you know like reproduce and populate the earth he's doing some sort of favor 
to the rest of the earth by taking out the breeders, right? Yeah, it's a good point. And then, I, and then he shifts his focus to the breed who are... But he has to know who the breed are, though, because like nobody else knows about them. So he has to be privy to them. Well, I he's, feel like his killings before then, they got to be connected somehow. Well, he's 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 now had several... like Because uh, as evidence with... Um, with uh, what the hell's his name? The the fucking the main character. Why can't I Aaron think of his Boone. name? Aaron Boone, and then the guy who rips half of his scalp off or his entire scalp off. What the hell is his, his oh, name? Oh yeah, that's um uh, uh no, bah, 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 nar- no not nar- yeah, scalp, Narcisse. Scalping mix scalp scalp. Narcisse. Um, he's Narcisse is maybe my favorite character in this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, fucking love Narcisse. He's great. He's also well. He's also like a fucking a, a, just a total creep too. Though. Sure, he but, reminds me. He reminded me of the dead guy from Pet Cemetery, and yeah. also the dead guy from Idle Hands. Like it's kind of like, it's kind of <laughs> like those like those three characters. They're all very similar. Different, very different movies, but they're the dead guy that comes back that has a sense of humor about things. It kind of adds levity to things. Mixed with like a little bit of, uh, like Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Like levity, a, yeah, yeah. Just like good humored. Yeah, good I'm a humored dead guy. I'm like good humored. <laughs> I'm. I might kill you, but I also might joke with about it. Half before. of his face ripped off. Right. Sweet God. Um, but Decker has had. At least up to this point, Aaron Boone and Narcisse uh, as patients. Yeah. And they've both talked about Midian and they've both talked about. So, this is how he finds the people, though, because he's a doctor. And right. He, so, and, and he so, finds them through the crazy people. Right. Basically. So, up to this point, he's he's done his bidding as Decker, the, sl- the, the, the murderer, by taking out human families who are just doing what they do and breeding and repopulating mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And he sees this opportunity to go and take part in the slaughter of this other completely uh, different form of like human, not human, but this life, just life form. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fine. I'm, yeah. <laughs> You're good. You know what I mean, though? Like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees it as his, he sees it his, as his obligation to get rid of this. I feel like the, the the people that were slaughtered in the beginning meant more than just they they were breeding new humans. Like I feel well, like these I people also... were I feel like these people were breeding breeders. Like they were breeding night breeders. Like the way that Decker was, or the way that whatever was. Like I feel like he knew what he was hunting from the get go. So from from the so from, that's how I felt at least. So from the very beginning, you think he was a, a monster hunter. Yeah, of sorts. it's no different than people. People refer to this as Clive Barker's X Men movie, right? In the sense of where you have a bunch of these like mutant type people who are actually the good guys, right? Like they don't want to be the bad guys; they want to be the good guys, right? So they, that's how they refer to it as. And if you think of it that way, it's it's like trying to kill off the the rogues and the jubilees before they know they're x-men you know what i'm saying like okay. that's how i look at it right that's kind of how i took the killings in the beginning of the movie as like he's killing them before they realize their gifts or maybe they know their gifts and we just as the audience don't and he's made to look like a villain like right. he's made to look like the mindless killer you know so is it that's possi- how i look at so it so is it possible then well, I guess he's ultimately he's a bad guy no matter what because even the even the inhabitants of Midian are 
peaceful for yeah. the most part. No, they all are. Oh, well, except, misunderstood except people. for yeah. Pelican, who seems like he's willing Pel- to eat eat a motherfucker if sure, he but like, steps foot in Midian. He doesn't look. He doesn't strike me as bad though. He strikes me as more of a jaded character. Like he doesn't trust anybody. He doesn't trust anybody from the outside. Right. It's not that he's bad. He's just jaded. Like right. he he has no reason to trust people. So he instantly thinks that everyone is out to get them you know well the, but he will he but does he, he does talk about eating people he himself though talks about later in the movie or jumping around here but later in the movie he's like your my bite is what caused this whole thing to start i didn't believe the prophecy he was like the black sheep of of the moon oh, oh and i guess know? uh what the hell's what what's Moonface's name Moonface. yeah uh the oh guy um, whose face is literally shit, a moon. you know what you're 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 killing him here because I don't remember his name. Um, There's so many characters of yeah. the Nightbreed people; it's hard to keep track. But he does. He does say to him, "It's against the law. Like you can't." Yeah. So, so they're not. They're not murderers. They're not. Not at all. Like even if they want to be, even the berserkers, the berserkers who would naturally be a murderous breed of of Nightbreed. Yeah. Uh, individuals. They keep them they lock up. them away yeah. because they know that they would only that and that's the whole point of this movie that Clive Barker absolutely hated about the theatrical cut is that they cut that whole like sympathetic the monsters are the good guys aspect out of the entire movie. Yeah. In the in the original cut, from my understanding, the monsters are all looked at as bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all they're or at the very least, they're not looked at as the 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 heroes. Um, and the entire point of the movie is that people, just because people are different from you doesn't make them bad. Like that's the entire point of the movie, right? which was completely lost in the theatrical cut because it was a slasher movie. Right. Um, so yeah, so all of these people though, they're, they're good. You know, some of them are, are not perfect. You know, um, uh, the guy that you mentioned, uh, 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 Pelican, like not perfect. Obviously he's got a bit of a, an angry streak in him, right? but he's still not a bad guy. You know, right. That's the difference. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love, I love that dichotomy between the characters. And I think it's, be- I think it's a, it's a beautiful representation of just different people. Mm-hmm. I know that this movie too, you know, it's Clive Barker. Like I know there's, there's a lot of homoeroticism in these movies, because uh, that's what Barker does. It's how he writes. That's mm-hmm. his style. And I know that there was a lot of people that were very uncomfortable with that coming through back in the early 90s. So that was edited out a lot, too. So, a lot of that stuff. So I, I saw one of the reviews on um, Shudder. And the person says, Clive Barker is... Uh, it's it's nice to see that he's finally uh, in this movie because he's, he's well known for um, having, uh, like homosexual undertones in his movies sure it's nice to see him overtly putting that message front and center and i i guess like i guess as i was watching it i and i don't i don't often like pop on a clive barker movie and just think like oh where is this taking me as far as social commentary sure, is, sure. is is concerned and so i didn't even i didn't even really think about it in terms of like overt homosexual messaging like what? It, what was I missing? No, I think I think the idea is more is more in line with the idea that like Midian represents just disenfranchised people. 
That's all. I think that like Midian represents people who have been shoved aside by society. Clive Barker being a homosexual male that writes from that perspective a lot. Like that's his bread and butter. It's just there. Okay. I, I, it just kind of oozes out of his writing. Like, so it's just there. So Midian, like all of the inhabitants, all the inhabitants of Midian are just they're people who just want to live their lives. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like be like, left leave alone. Us alone. This is who we are. We are who we are. We're happy. We don't bother you. Leave us the fuck alone. Which is pretty much the the, the calling card of any disenfranchised community. Sure. Okay. That, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and and if you didn't believe it, then and <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I thought the dude with the dog, you know, yeah, was he not the the husband of uh, Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> He looked exactly like him. Come on. Just less mad. Come on. <laughs> 20 years earlier, Clive Barker knew Kyra King, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, that guy, by the way, did you know the guy that played, uh, what was his name? He was. Um, the guy with the dog? The guy with the dog. He had the nipple, uh, he had the nipple like uh, piercing or the, the, the badge that got pulled out of his nipple. Yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, Simon Bamford. He played uh, Onaka was his name in this movie uh-huh. he played butterball in hellraiser the big fat butterball really yeah same guy same guy so doug bradley it's just like a big fat suit or yeah so pinhead and uh and butterball were both in nightbreed as different characters as well wait hold on Are super you... super awesome just to not not to like not to automatically assume based on body types but are you sure the guy who played butterball wasn't the guy who had the two snake things that came out of no, his no, 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 stomach no, no. no i watched the making of so no definitely wasn't him you watched the making of nightbreed this yes and they specifically said that the guy well no i i it wasn't they dog. said it was him it was him talking <laughs> about his role in this movie and his role in hellraiser okay all right yeah okay <laughs> done yeah no no yeah i believe you yeah no i i just I, I didn't realize that clive barker had pulled from a lot of the same pool a lot of these guys were in clive barker's early theater days uh doug bradley actually has known clive barker since college theater days i didn't know that oh really no idea they went back that far oh cool so it makes sense as to why he's involved with a lot of his movies and, sure, yeah. and, and all that stuff um anyway though let's let's talk about the movie itself here um this this movie is is such a feast for the eyes when you first see it. If, what what? what <laughs> I just I like listening to you say things <laughs> like that. <laughs> a feast for the eyes. The opening of this movie when you first like when the Nightbreed logo goes by or whatever, you see the people in it, and then when you see all of the the intro for the monsters themselves, it's like this big Cirque du Soleil almost like like type production when you see all the monsters for the first time and it is a i'll say it again it is a feast it's for a the feast eyes for that of say, all of these monsters go ahead and say it's a visual it's a, treat it's a visual fucking mood piece <laughs> for all of these monsters so am it's i amazing am i wrong but all of the like when they first do the nightbreed thing well like where the where the actual uh type comes across the screen nightbreed yeah. and inside the letters you see scenes from the movie no. Those are not scenes from no, this cut of the movie. The, no, not scenes from the movie. I think that's just scenes of the creatures. It's just showing the creatures. Those are scenes from the Cabal cut of the movie. They though. could very well have been shot B-roll just to have 
whatever. Just I, to have I, the, I have yeah, no okay. idea. Okay. I'm not taking it as that. I think it's just B-roll that they shot. Okay. Show right the characters. On. That's all. Um, I just, I just Cause love because there's a shot. Sorry, just because there's a shot in the beginning, like during that little roll right there, where you see Peliquin and he does this, like, because uh, in this movie we see Peliquin in his like his just like kind of suave dude dreaded look, and then where he kind of turns into a monster, like a flesh hungry beast. Yeah. But then in that Nightbreed intro thing. You see him like dislocate his jaw and his jaw yeah, like it, it, it like a out. snake. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That looks dope. And I'm like, why wasn't that in the movie? That it looks very so well, cool. It very well could be in the Cabal Cut. Sure. I have no idea because yeah. I've not watched it. It's it's an the, the Cabal Cut is an hour longer. It's that's like crazy. Three hours and twenty minutes, I think, is long. That's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Um I I I I thought that I kind of knew where this movie, like what it was about, and it, it seems like I didn't have any idea. Like I thought that this movie was about the the guy because I had never seen this before. Obviously, the guy with the uh, Decker who had the, the slasher character. Yeah, I thought that he was like a main everything. Like, yeah, I, I had no idea that he was just going to be a sub character to the original story. Yeah. Had no idea. Isn't that weird? It's such a it's it's such an interesting thing to do with a serial killer yeah. character is make him a completely secondary character. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought this movie was literally all about originally, I thought this was all about monsters living under a bridge somewhere. Which I now realize <laughs> the br- whole bridge thing I think actually came from Neon Demons, which is a very similar movie. It's a very similar movie. We should Neon do it. Demon? Yeah. It From like Neon 2017? De- no, it's called Neon Demons. Oh. Neon, Demon? Neon, Neon Maniacs. Neon oh, Maniacs. okay, okay. That's what it's called. And it's about kind of the same deal. It's a whole like commune of, of freaks, for lack of a better word, that live under a bridge. Very, very similar. Um, not as high budget as this movie was, but very similar. So I think that I had these two movies mixed up because I'd seen Neon Maniacs before. Um, but even still, I had no idea there was a slasher element to this movie. I had no idea that the, the expansive catalog of Midian inhabitants there was. Mm. Holy shit. There's a lot of like the amount of special effects that were done for literally characters that were seen for two seconds of screen time. Yeah, like when and the in, when the Lo- immense work that was done for those characters is mind blowing. Like when Lori is working her way through, like the inner yeah the inner pits of Midian yeah in that like in that fucking scorpion from Mortal Kombat the movie layer <laughs> yeah where it's all like like uh, like yeah. suspension well, there's, or there's, uh, there's, there's rope bridges motion. and shit like that. There's stop. Are you talking about the stop motion character? Well, the, uh, well, I'm talking. Well, I was talking about the layer, but like, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah. yeah, like there's, there's, there's creature, there's creatures everywhere. There's like the one that's just like a blob of flesh and blood and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's the uh, which you know that wasn't just like a five minute application. Oh no! And you see that, that character, take hours. You see that character though for five, literally seconds. five seconds. Yeah, and then you like you said, there's a like, stop motion, like the weird beast with the the little guy riding on top of his back yep, yep, and like yep. but again only five seconds there's like, things that fly through the air that are like actual like cg stop motion almost 
uh, at one point in time oh, yeah. in the movie. There's like the it's, little it's dog like a, creature. It's like a deconstructed hammerhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also like the dog creature that um the uh, uh what's her name um oh uh ba- Rachel no uh, Babette ba- no no not well Babette. Babette was the name no, of the little girl. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, Lori. I'm talking about Lori that she saves at one point in time. Yeah, she's Babette. Is Bab- the name of the creature is Babette. It's the little oh, girl. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. And sorry, she's okay. and and the that other character, which I can't remember her name, which the one? one who can turn into smoke. Yeah, she's. I I forget what her. That's name her mother. Uh, Rachel. Is that Rachel? Is it Rachel? Maybe. I think it is Rachel. Maybe. Um. But yeah, yeah she's like, she actually has like the most mutant powers of anybody. She can reach through people as smoke and then like pull their innards out. Yeah, and stuff. that was it's dope. Fucking, yeah, it's fucking dope <laughs> show. Um, but yeah, like there's there's just so many fucking cool elements in this movie and so many different like versions of animation that they combine and it, it's just so fucking cool. Oh, and what the how hell? you could watch this movie and not absolutely fall in love with it is beyond me. And then, uh, what, uh, what the hell is, I, I gotta mention too, uh, Christine McCorkendale, what, what the hell is her, oh, uh, Suna, what was her name? Oh, Suna Saucy. Suna Saucy. Yeah, yeah, she's the, she's uh, like the, a the porcu- quill. She's a porcupine. Yeah, sexy as shit, yeah, right? sexy porcupine. Damn. Damn, girl. Damn, stick me. I would, I, <laughs> I would make, I would make gentle love to her. <laughs> <laughs> Very gentle. Not from behind, though. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I this this I don't oh my god I don't know there's just there's so much to love about this movie I love uh, so Aaron we haven't even gone through any castles and we're already at the end of the episode fuck <laughs> um, <clears throat> Craig Sheffer who plays Aaron Boone uh, slash Cabal he's basically the guy that is he starts off the movie him and Lori um, are this couple Lori's like the singer uh, he's a metal worker i guess he was a mechanic mechanic yeah craig Craig schaefer is uh if you don't know who he is he's basically david boreanaz with a normal size face thank you yes he looked exactly (laughs) like david boreanaz but with a normal size face he has he's been seeing the psychologist played by david cronenberg Cronenberg, and he's made to believe that all these things that he thinks he saw were fake right turns out they're all real he saw midian he saw the creatures it's all real and he goes on this quest to to refine Midian, and so that's I guess that's a part I don't really understand either. Then because like they make it seem like because when he shows up at Midian, he says, "I'm one of you." I'm you know like I've killed people, and they say, "No, you're natural." You know, yeah. He really hasn't killed anybody. He said dreams, and he is natural. He's only had dreams about this place. Why are they drawing, like, why are they drawing him in? They never really explained that. Drawing him in how? Well, he's having dreams about the place. He's having dreams because he's the chosen one. But, I, I assume but, it's because he was, he's the prophesized one. But why? Like, I don't, why? He, I don't know. He's just some mechanic from the city. Like, why? I don't why? Know, I, uh, I don't know. Why was the Karate Kid the Karate Kid? Okay. okay. That's, <laughs> I don't know. That's it's a, It's part of the story. Yeah. He's this, he's this mechanic guy that is, he's, he's got a destiny to be this savior of these people. He doesn't know it. I mean, hell, did Jesus know that he was a savior? I don't know. Not right away, probably. (laughs) Now when he's three, he ain't walking around being like, bring that bottle to me. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I, I just like, I like the idea that like he had these precog, like type, 
you know, visions in his dreams. Yeah. It's basically what it was. He was right. seeing Midian. He was seeing these places. Yeah. That's how I took it at least. Well, yeah, sure. And um and and yeah, he ended up being the the heir apparent to the throne, if you will. Um, I do love the the big main god, um uh uh Bassinet. No, not Bassinet. <laughs> well, uh, well, well we it, would it call it Baphomet. Baphomet. They yeah. call him Baphomet. That's Baphomet, that's yeah. it. He's like he's this awesome like demon looking matrix looking kind of dude like like deity as in the heart of I would, Midian. I would say I would say almost Vecna looking but yeah. you don't know you don't know what that is because I, you're a piece of shit. Sorry. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I I he looked fucking cool. Like there's yeah. there's just so many characters. There's the characters of the guy with like the maggot arms that come out of his gut and then the the, the yeah. devil guy, yeah. the black devil guy with the white horns. Mm-hmm. I would watch a buddy cop show of those two <laughs> like Dude, all day fucking same, long. Same. They're perfect for it. Yeah. Like they're just like these two friends that are kind of like they're not comedic necessarily, but they're kind of funny. Like they're they riff off of each yeah, other. Yeah, they're, they're so good. Um, you mentioned before uh, David Cronenberg plays Decker. You have uh, Doug Bradley plays uh, Leisenberg, who is like the the main keeper of Midian, if you will. Like he's like the the wise man. Yeah, that is the keeper that uh, that 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 Aaron Boone. Just kind of subs- subsides because he's Cabal. Cabal is like the main chosen guy, mm-hmm. Moses, basically, um, to it's lead kind of, everybody away from the this place into the promised land. It's it's kind of funny. Like everybody's got these really amazing epic names, and then the guy who controls, well, I mean, the guy who controls everything is yep. Baphomet, but the guy who's like his second in line is Lylesburg. Ly- Dirk Lylesburg. Dirk Lylesburg. <laughs> Dirk Lylesburg. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I don't know. Like, there's just there's so many characters in the movie. There's they're and they're all so well fleshed out. Even if you only see them for a couple of scenes, you feel like they're they're way more fleshed out than most characters in movies. You know? Yeah. Um, like, and Barker, even if they're not fleshed out, they're intriguing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Barker just had such a good eye for this kind of stuff and knew how to build these characters. Yeah. And which and this is actually the reason why the Cabal cut interests me so much. Because I'm into it now. Like I know the story. Like I know what the story is contained. I want to see that story blown out now, mm-hmm. and see and watch it for literally just character development. Yeah, I'm I'm way into that. I and I, I get now why this was marketed to people who are such fans of this movie that just want more of that universe. Like yeah. I get it. I completely get it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I just love this fucking movie. I. I don't know, man. Like, what? What do you? What do you want to add to this? I I like it a lot. I uh, I like I said, I it, it's it it kind of it kind it it doesn't uh, it doesn't fall into the top spot for me. Okay. Like I I do feel like there's parts where it drags on a little bit. Um, like even when you're down in Midian and you're seeing all these creatures, like it almost gets to a point where you're like you're only just sort of moving along through the place so that they can so that they can show you more practical effects sure. which I'm all about practical effects but to me it, it just there were there were a few instances where I was just like okay let's let's get on with this like let's move this on a little bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um that being said i like the movie a lot and it and it's a movie that i would if if you've never seen it, it was a mo- it, It's a movie that I would definitely recommend that everybody sees. Uh-huh. Um, amazing practical effects. 
a lot of ridiculous, unnecessary explosions, which everybody loves. This is the second movie in a <laughs> row where we've watched where people randomly explode. People just explode for <laughs> no good fucking reason, and it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, just like uh, amazing, amazing makeup, amazing special effects. The acting was all really good. Um, One thing we never even mentioned is that the character of Decker, like he's not just like a like a secondary character. I mean, he is, but like his whole point is that he's hunting these people. Yeah, like he's using, uh, he's using Boone and uh, Cicer. What's his name? Uh, uh, Narcissi. Nar- Narcissi. Yeah, like he's using them to find Midian because he wants to kill them because he's killed other nests of these people before. Like David Cronenberg's character just is is awesome to me. Like I'm I don't still know, up I in the air him. about that idea. What you just said that he's killed other nests. Like we talked he about. He talks it. about he's a hunter. Yeah. He literally says he's hunted these people. Yeah, I I need to go back and like listen to his wording. Okay. More because it sounds like he says something not necessarily about the breed, but about breeders that he's hunted them before, but not the breed. Breeders. I think you're looking too much into the word breeders. I think breeders is just slang for night breeders. Mm, breed. They are the breed and the breeders. I think you're looking too far into it, personally. I, I just like because this because would not at the be beginning the only... at the beginning of the at the beginning of the movie, like he's not necessarily looking for Midian. He's looking for somebody to blame his murders on. No, I think he's definitely looking for Midian. I think he's been murdering like that for a very long time. He's just now looking for Midian because he's heard of it before. Like he's trying he's trying to find it. In a world where these types of creatures exist, why would you believe that this is the only cell of these creatures? They gotta be elsewhere. Mm. You know, his guys this guy as a psychologist, he needs to find he's like the men in black. They gotta watch you gotta check the uh the rag papers for the, you know for their uh for their hints of what's going on. Yeah. So Decker is doing the same thing as being a psychologist and talking to crazy people because only crazy people are going to talk about underground places with monsters. Sure. Yeah. So it strikes me that like he's doing this as a way to find more of these places. That's how I took it. Okay. Um, but you know, yeah, you, you do you. Yeah. I, that's, that's how I took it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I just fucking loved, every 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 bit of this you know um note to self if i'm ever trying to build an underground sanctuary for people don't build it out of such explosive and flammable things because the entire city explodes for no reason at the end of the movie oh well i can't imagine why you know (laughs) just saying um the we do got to talk though real quick about Midian itself, like mm. the look of Midian, the rope bridges and the whole like underground decrepit look of this entire underground, like just the city of Midian yeah. is amazing. Um, very much reminded me of uh temple of doom almost mm-hmm. like it, it was like the same like sepia colors and like the rope bridges and all temple that. Temple of doom. Like I said, scorpions layer. Yeah. In yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's exactly what you would expect from a from a uh, a city that's built underneath a mausoleum, you know. Exactly. Like the yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool that they have their like their small sanctuary sections, where you know, like at, at the beginning, they uh, when they're doing the ritual to um, to induct Aaron Boone into the 
into the family or yeah. the tribe or whatever. Um, it's cool. They have like their small sections of the place that are sort of like sanctuaries, but then you work your way down into the 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 deeper depths of the place, and it's it's really just like it's really just sort of a a hodgepodge of like different different dugout layers and stuff like that. Yeah. Connected with rope bridges and mm-hmm. I yeah, it's, it's really awesome. really cool. It's, it's really it's so inventive. Like mm-hmm. it it looks like the kind of set too. They filmed this in London in like that big ass I forget the name of it, the big ass studio in London though where they filmed like Star Wars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. huge, huge sound stage sound stage. So you know this whole stage was like three sixty. Like like they built everything up. Yeah. At least you know, mostly three sixty probably. Um but it's just so cool. I, I love that this movie got the budget that it did. This movie could not have been a cheap movie to make. Mm. Between the special effects, the gigantic sets, the the everything. You know, Barker, Barker. It seemed like had a ton of just you know things at his disposal. Did you look of, up the actual budget? Of I the didn't. Movie? I didn't actually. I have no idea what it was. There's no way it could have been cheap though. Eleven million. That's it. Yeah. You're shitting me. Mm. That's what it says on wow. IMDb. I don't know if you wow estimated at eleven million for the for the amount of special effects, just in creature effects they had in this movie. Yeah, again for people that you would see for five seconds, <laughs> right? They were so detailed. And then for the people who you saw in every sh- yeah like every scene, yeah, the amount of special effects makeup every single day that that's that would have gone into that. That and the like I said the the. The building explosions of the sets and all that and the, the explosions. Yeah. Eleven million is is absolutely crazy to me. That's yeah. nutty. Um, yeah, crazy. I don't know. I I love this movie. Like I said, I I think this movie is taking over Lord of Illusions for my favorite Barker directed movie. Right on. Which granted, there's only three, but still, any of his adaptations, whatever. Like, um, this movie is right up my alley. It's everything that I love. So, that's where I'm. That's where I'm sitting at. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, a little less than you, I think, mm-hmm. but uh, I still, I still really, really enjoyed it. You'd still put Lore of Illusions, though. You think on top? I think so. Okay. I think I just, I think it moved along at a better pace for me, and I just, yeah, I just overall, I, I think I enjoyed that a little more. Watch, you'll love the theatrical version of this probably way better because it's more condensed and it's like a more focused story of one I thing. hope not because that's the fucking <laughs> that's the execs like bullshit version. I'm saying watch that's the version that you love though. <laughs> um, okay so sometime in the future though I do want to do the other two cuts of the movie. Yeah. I, I think it would be a fun compare contrast knowing what this movie is supposed to be and then seeing studio version bloated version how you know this movie ended up sort of in between it you know. Yeah. I think that'd be a, a fun study. But uh, until then, James. If you wanted to know, <laughs> yes, uh, eleven million dollars in nineteen ninety is equivalent to twenty, about twenty five million. Okay. Today. Okay, that's so the that's case. a that decent. Makes sense. That's yeah. a decent budget. Yeah, that makes way more sense. So, at least. That makes not, me feel better about not it. Not too bad. But uh, yeah. Anyway, and we'll go out on that. Well, you know, we always got to go out talking about the money, baby. The money, baby. Because that's what we're all about is stacking paper. That's it. <laughs> Um, when, when do we get to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Um, so that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we don't know exactly what we're doing. No, nope, we're doing something. We are doing something. Something. And that, you can take that to the bank because we will be doing something. 
Um, until then, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us in Midian at the Buzz to Kill PC. Yeah, we're going to Midian, dude. I just saw you. I saw what you did there. Yeah, yeah. You I incorporated like it. the whole thing the with thing Midian thing into the, our. The, that was yeah, wild, right, dude. Right. Really wild. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Twitter and Midian, baby. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Clearly, you've already found our episode. We're available on anywhere you stream podcasts. But uh, uh, if you want to tell a friend, um, tell your tell your mailman because then he can bring it to other people. Yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a the mailman is the original viral spreader, <laughs> especially during COVID times. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Tell somebody. I don't give a shit. Tell somebody. <laughs> That's where we're at this week. <laughs> My mailman actually delivers tuberculosis <laughs> door to door. Yeah. It's a special service. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah. Um, we will see you next week. I'll Sir. see you after this weekend. And uh, have a good night, everybody. You have the best night. And have a good day tomorrow. And have a good beer right now. Cheers. Cheers, bud. See ya. Bye. <laughs>